0: What's going on Spitfires? Welcome back to another episode of The Spitfire Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren LaMunian, The Spitfire Coach, coming to you with a fiery episode. Uh, I was gonna wait on this topic, but I'm like, you know what, I gotta bring it to the people because whether you are a business leader, you are a house leader, a home leader, or you are the leader of your own life, you need to know about this topic. And before we dive in, this is a reminder that if you are not already subscribed to the Spitfire podcast, this is a great time to do it. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and you can go to our website at anytime, spitfirecoach.com slash episode. And remember, pass this along to a friend who you think might need it and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. So I'm sure you are on the edge of your seat waiting for us to dive into the topic. And I'm doing a dramatic pause because this is literally what's happening in action. We are not acting on the things that we need to do. We are not having the conversations we need to have. We are avoiding things and hoping that they will resolve on their own and newsflash Never in the history of time have things resolved on their own high-level conflict because you've ignored them. So I've done some research. I'm going to share the findings with you because hopefully the numbers will make sense and will lead you to action or maybe not. But I'm going to give you some, hopefully some fire of motivation to start having the conversation, start taking the steps, start being motivated to do the things that you need to do. And I can't tell you in the last week how many conversations I have had with other coaches and with clients about this topic, from poor performance to compensation, to hiring, to decision-making around strategy, it is like a consensus paralysis, avoidance. I don't know what it is. I mean, I do know what it is, Um, but the excuses are mighty they are they are a hill that apparently people want to die on. And it's expensive. That's what I would love for you all to walk away with. These are expensive problems. For every single missed conversation or mishandled conversation or situation, it is costing businesses seventy five hundred dollars. So every time you're not having a conversation, or every time that you are fumbling and are tiptoeing or avoiding things, it is costing businesses money, which undoubtedly costs everybody money. So this, this is the overall high thing. Avoidance is expensive. And I'm going to talk about personal stuff, too, of what happens when you avoid things as well. High line. Here we go. A single underperformer, this is from Harvard Business Review, a single underperformer can decrease the overall team performance by as much as 30 to 40%. And this isn't just about numbers and productivity, this is about morale, engagement, and collective drive towards achievement. Now, if you have ever been on a team and you know that a person either drives their feet, comes up with excuses, does a lot of storytelling, does the razzle-dazzle of the words, but really does not pull their weight, it feels like crap. Let's take it back to like grade school when we had group projects and you always had one (laughs) or two people who just didn't show up for the group meetings or didn't do what they said they were gonna do. And you might've stepped in and had to shoulder the weight because you wanted a good grade. And then what happens? You get resentful as anything because you just did this and they got to coast. Well, I hate to break to you, but this is happening in business and managers know about it. Directors know about it. CEOs know about it. And there is this avoidance that's happening. We did a, an executive forum on careful culture where it's the tiptoeing or it's the coating of the language versus us just being honest and direct. Now, there's some fear here. I, I am not going to deny that there is fear of you know, uh, lawsuits. There's a fear of people kind of losing their mind and, and getting loud. Uh, there's, uh, there's a feeling of like, I might say the wrong thing and, you know, ruin trust and reputation. Fear is, is real. Fear of the, other, of the unknown. But I want to challenge you with this because for every excuse or every reason that you're afraid of it, we just need to dig into it of what is it actually about. And if we addressed it, What could be possible? What would we be able to let go of energetically and emotionally versus letting that lead us? Because what ends up happening is when we're avoiding things, it's not like we go on with our day. We're still thinking about it. We're stewing on it. We're thinking about it as we go home, when we go to sleep, we're waking up with it. It's kind of taking over our lives, it's consuming us versus just nipping it. And so I had a very frank conversation with a team this week about. What is it going to take for you to have this conversation? Because this is an expensive problem. We have wasted it. I say waste, I think it was a waste. Uh, we, We continue to spend time talking about the same issue. So if you're not ready to act, let's address where the resistance and friction is and what you need to make a good decision versus continuing on in the cycle of hemming and hawing and storytelling. And the reality is, underperformers aren't just underperforming for themselves or their team, it's sending a very clear message about what's and what's accepting, what the standards are, and what the culture is. So I would challenge you to think about what is the culture that you wanna maintain? And what do you think that you are saving or gaining by allowing this to continue on versus addressing it? Because here's the thing, people do what works for them. If I know that I can slide on by doing the bare minimum, I'm probably going to do that. You know we call it quiet, quiet quitting or whatever. It's really just people not being held accountable, and not having consequences. I'm not saying that we need to be like dictators and micromanaging command and control, but people need to know what they where they stand, and they need to know what they need to do in order to be in their position and to grow. You know, there is a massive labor shortage, but there are also are a lot of amazingly talented people in the tech space that are looking for new opportunities. And they're looking for structures where they know where they stand, where they can grow in a team, where they can have upward mobility. So we have to start addressing this. I wanna give you another stat here. So SHRM, the Society for Human Resource Management found that 72% of of employees believe that addressing poor performance will increase the overall productivity and improve the culture. 72% of people do that. Now, the flip side of that is when it doesn't get addressed, It's like a green light for bad behavior. So then it becomes this apathetic, why bother? Because why would I want to be the only person doing the group project? Why would I want to take all that responsibility on if no one else has to step up, if no one else is being held accountable? So there's tons of issues here. You know, I was a major in sociology, how the individual affects the group and how the group impacts the individual. If one individual is saying, I'm not doing the work, and they're allowed to continue to do that, it affects the group. On the other side of that, when the group holds a standard of this is how we operate, this is what the standard of performance is, this is our culture, then it's a maintaining standard line. And that person then has one of two options. They can shift and get on board, or they can find somewhere else to be, meaning out of the company into a different department, whatever that is. But when you allow it to exist, when you allow it to be tolerated, it becomes toxicity within the culture. It will wear the culture down. So while it might not be an HR issue, it is absolutely a culture issue. And this is where we need to be objective about where our standards are, about what our culture is. And helping people find a way forward. We teach about this all the time. It's not just about like addressing it, condemning it, and making making people feel like crap. In fact, we don't want to do that, but we do want to address it and say, hey, this is not aligned with what we do here. This is not who we are. Here's what we need to see from you if you want to make this work. And to me, that's an objective conversation because it's not about who that person is, it's about the behavior. And it also says, here's how you can improve. And get on board we're giving you an option we don't want to just exclude you we're giving you a way to be included here but we're not going to tolerate anything less than that so if you have people that you know are creating a lot of friction you're actually creating unsafe psychologically unsafe spaces for people if you have a manager who uh reprimands people verbally who embarrasses people who steals ideas who uh does not give credit that is wearing down the innovation, the creativity, the collaboration in other team members. This is not an isolated incident. And if you are in a position where you are maintaining that person's employment, you're saying it's okay. You're literally saying it's okay for them to abuse other people. And I have worked for people like this. I have clients who have worked for people like this. It is a crappy feeling to not feel heard and to not feel protected. And. With the first opportunity to get out of there, you will. Or you are so beaten down by the toxicity that you stay put, but you're doing something called presenteeism, where you're showing up, but you're not really showing up. You're not doing your best work. You're not your whole self. You're just kind of coasting. So there are real, real challenges connected to this. One person is not an isolated incident. They interact energetically, emotionally, in writing in face-to-face, virtually, with so many people. And it is wearing at the fabric of your culture. It is wearing at your bank account and your profitability lines. They are expensive problems. And so I wanna encourage you to be aware, to be observant, and to have clear communication about standards and expectations and be ready to make a very decisive decision. Not, we'll see, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, You've got to make swift action because the longer you allow this to fester, the more talent you're going to lose that you want to be keeping. Now, let's flip the script. Let's say you're not a CEO. You're not a business owner, but you are of your own life. And we all have situations that we have tolerated that do not serve us. And you know how that feels when when you're like, I should do that. I should have this conversation or I should move on from this friendship. I had one of these situations where Every time I saw a person's name pop up, I got this like gut punch of a feeling of like, oh, I just need to address this. And when I finally did, the amount of space that it opened up in me was immense, not because of even that person, but about being in integrity with myself. I was I needed to be honest with myself instead of dancing around the topic. And so this is where that parallel is. We have to be honest with what we need and what we need to communicate. And where our boundaries and standards are. That's what this is all about. And what we tolerate is what we are greenlining as acceptable. So if you're greenlining situations and relationships that don't serve you, you are saying it's okay for this to continue to happen. And we all have different experiences. We might be in different situations where it might feel impossible, but know that you deserve better, you deserve more. And you can start making decisions for yourself. It's going to be hard. There are hard decisions out there. There are consequences. There are challenges. But everything is outable. And the more that you believe that, the more that you're going to collect resources and people and support that are there ready to help you take it on. But you have to make that decision. You have to flip your excuses into options to solve, into strategies to solve for. It all can work out. And that's what I'm working with leaders in business about. That's what's translating into their lives so they can make more informed, more empowered and more clear decisions that serve their bigger, bigger vision for themselves. It's not about tolerating other people. It's not about being careful and tiptoeing. It's about being honest and direct and super duper clear on what they want to create in the future. So I hope this was helpful. We're going to have a blog post up on the website shortly. If you have other topics you wanted us to take on, feel free to send them to lauren at spitfirecoach.com. And if you like this, leave us a review. We want to hear from you. And make sure you send it to a friend because undoubtedly uh, I'm not the only one seeing this out there or experiencing it. So pass it along and y'all keep being awesome.